ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Yeah, it, it obviously is quite shocking. There is things to iron out and that's the same with every club and every society issues. So I'm not hiding. There is issues and we will make sure we get that right. That's Melbourne skipper Max Gorn speaking about the drug trafficking accusations laid against Demons forward Joel Smith. Gorn and New League CEO Andrew Dillon fronted the media today after the AFL hit the news cycle for all the wrong reasons. In addition to the Smith allegations, they're also dealing with a potential lengthy suspension for North Melbourne's Taryn Thomas after new allegations of domestic violence were investigated by the AFL's integrity unit. Talk about a baptism of fire for the new CEO. So what do these fresh allegations mean for Smith and Thomas's playing futures and for a league that prides itself on providing role models? How damaging might this be? I'm Poppy Penny and this is ABC Sport Daily. Mitch Cleary is an AFL reporter with the Seven Network and Mitch, today is a bad day to be Andrew Dillon facing the media at an Auskick clinic. Let's start with the fresh allegations of drug trafficking laid against Melbourne forward Joel Smith. What do we know about these? These are really serious, Poppy. We know that in round 23 of 2023, Joel Smith provided a urine sample after the game that showed he had cocaine in his system. We knew that as of months ago. But the fresh allegation centres around three anti-doping violations handed down by Sports Integrity Australia that assert Joel Smith of trafficking or attempted trafficking on three separate counts. So one of those uh, has been reported today by News Corp to involve at least one teammate. Uh, And then on top of that, so you've got the previous cocaine in, in the system on match day from round 23, 2023, the three counts of trafficking or, or attempted trafficking, and then a possession of cocaine that relates back to 2022 on September 9, a day that he played as a sub in a semi-final loss the day before he played in a VFL preliminary final that he won before going on to play in a VFL premiership. As Max said at the start, we're in the middle of a process here and assertions have been made, so I can't really go into detail. But what I can say is, yeah, it is disappointing when there's any breach of an AFL rule or regulation or the anti-doping code or any assertion. Bottom line, this is a mess for the Melbourne Footy Club and now with the allegations that it involves text to teammates about cocaine, it embroils not only Joel Smith but the entire Melbourne Footy Club 15 days out from round one. This club is well and truly in crisis today. Smith's already on a provisional stand-down, as you touch on, after those previous allegations. What might this mean for his playing future with Melbourne or any other club, for that matter? Absolutely on a knife's edge, and that's probably putting it lightly. He, it's hard to see him playing AFL footy again. He, he's not a player that can command a long-term contract. In, in fact, he's been on one- and two-year deals. At the height of these Sports Integrity Australia findings, if they are to be all... True, we must stress that they are a live investigation uh, and being investigated at the moment. It can carry two to to four years. And for a player like Joel Smith, that could well spell the end of his his footy career, not to mention the AFL's illicit drugs policy. So the first matter I talk about is the anti-doping. The separate matter is the illicit drugs policy, which the AFL has clearly stated that if you receive three strikes for use of an illicit substance, you're deregistered from the game. And we've seen that previously with a player such as, I understand, Travis Tuck. So, yeah, as simply as I can put it, it's hard to see him playing AFL again. AFL players have an anti-doping code that covers their behaviour. They've got the AFL rules and regulations, and they have an illicit drugs policy that is 
above and beyond what a lot of other sports have in place. So the AFL players, they are role models, but they are held to high account. There's a really big buzzword that gets thrown around in footy, and that's culture. In the last couple of years, as you touch on, the Demons culture has come under question, and in particular in this off-season. Is there an issue at Melbourne? They deny that. Uh, their CEO, Gary Pert, said it's the best culture he's seen in his 40 years in footy. Uh, we put those questions to Max Gorn, the captain of Melbourne, a little earlier this morning, and he said that the culture is always a work in progress, but he's comfortable and, and more than satisfied with the culture, the way it sits at the Melbourne Footy Club. For 16 years, I've been getting drug tested. For 10 years, I've been getting hair tested. And in that 10 years, I've never been told that our club has a drug culture. Now, they'll tell you that. Um, I think a lot of external people who, I guess, yes, aren't there on a day-to-day basis, but there is enough coming out of this Melbourne Footy Club on the eve of the season and what really has been a tumultuous off-season that suggests their culture is far from ideal. I think that they have a, a you know, great leadership. They've got a great list, but you know, as a, they do have things to work on, but they are a uh, very experienced club led by an experienced CEO and a great captain. They'll like to, to spruik that it's, it's strong, but with these consistent cases coming up and now the Joel Smith situation alleged to be involving text to teammates about cocaine that opens a whole uh, another can of worms now the other big story to come out of the afl this week is that north melbourne forward taron thomas looks set to spend a lengthy stint on the sidelines what do we know about the allegations against him and the potential punishment that may be incoming they are serious and they are uh, allegations of inappropriate behavior um, towards a female and that comes off the back of the previous allegations and investigations involving Karen Thomas and his behaviour towards women. The AFL behind the scenes acknowledges that this is a really serious matter and all stakeholders that I've spoken to are expecting a ban of 12 plus weeks. It could even be up to 18 in that sort of ballpark. It's complex and it's complicated and there are potentially severe consequences so we just want to make sure that the investigation uh, affords due process but also consideration for all involved. The AFL, can't, they can't cope with inappropriate behaviour towards women and, and the allegations centre around text messages and, and messages from Taryn Thomas to a former partner. And it's a similar matter that he dealt with in a separate case 12 months ago. You know, he missed the first half of last year. I suspect he's going to miss more than that this season. And his future at North Melbourne, given his contract, expires in the 2024. It's hard to see him again playing for, for that footy club. Taryn Thomas, uh, the issues there which were raised through our respect and responsibility portal are allegations and complaints that we take really seriously. He's young enough to suggest that another club may roll the dice with him, given they'll back there to use and the, the, the buzzword of the day, culture. Another club may back themselves in this to get his career back on the rails. But uh, no, Bad Noise follows Taron Thomas at the moment and uh, North Melbourne is sick and tired of dealing with it. You've touched on the fact that opening round is 15 days away. Will the AFL be trying to, I guess, set a timeline on these investigations to get it over and done with before the season kicks off? I think behind the scenes they will. They'd like to have it all wrapped up before we, we bounce down, especially the Tarrant Thomas matter, which is more in their control. This is being led by the AFL Integrity Unit. As for Joel Smith, that's more being led by the external body of Sports Integrity Australia. And we know that they can take months, if not years, to investigate these things. I haven't got a timeline on the Sports Integrity Australia process. The information and the allegations are with Joel Smith at the moment. Depending on how Joel and his legal team decide to deal with them, that will really depend on the timeline. It may end up ultimately at an anti-doping tribunal, as we noted in our statement last night. On the Tara matter, they'd like to have it wrapped up. Publicly, they'll say that it'll all run its due course, but there's no way they'd like this to drop 24, 48 hours out from a season when they're launching into foreign markets, the AFL, in a traditional sense, in New South Wales and Queensland. So 
absolutely they'd like the current one, I think, wrapped up in the next week. It, it will take as long as it, it takes. And again, these are very serious allegations that have been made and ultimately a thorough investigation has taken place so far. We now have to have a thorough process for the hearing of those allegations. So the AFL has long touted itself as a league and a competition that creates role models for young kids around Australia. How damaging could the actions of these individuals be as we inch closer to that opening round and a massive season ahead? Extremely damaging. You look at this morning, the AFL CEO and the captain of Melbourne Footy Club, Max Gorn, were locked in days ago to speak at the launch of an Auskick program here in Melbourne. And they're forced today to stand in front of parents and, and kids at this Auskick launch in what was meant to be promoting the next wave of talent and pathway for, for generations to come. And, and they're answering questions about this. So I think it's damaging, absolutely. And it's something the AFL would be well and truly aware of. And, and I speak about the, the market in New South Wales and Queensland. They're trying to, to gain new eyeballs and new supporters in. They'd be well aware of their public image right now, and that's why they'd like to get this wrapped up as soon as they could. How do you think Andrew Dillon handled today, given it was his first, I guess, exposure to stuff like this? Pretty good, to be honest. I'm not in the business of pumping up the AFL CEO on a matter like this, but (laughs) I think he handled it as well as he could have. He's going to take some time to to learn the media ropes and uh, be as comfortable in front of the camera as someone like Gillian McLaughlin, but not many people in sports history are as comfortable as Gill. So he's always going to be compared to someone who's pretty highly regarded in that space. But uh, I think he handled himself pretty good. I don't think there was any missteps from Andrew Dillon this morning. All the right questions were put to him. He answered them as best he could. I understand there's not much he can say on a lot of matters, but, yeah, there's enough tonight for the, for the nightly bulletins to, to uh, get Pevin talking around the country, that's for sure. Mitch Cleary, we're on the countdown to an AFL season and this is probably not the way they wanted it to go. Thanks so much for your time today. Thanks for having me. Headlines. And there's better news for the chair of the Australian Rugby League Commission, Peter Volandis, who's set to have his tenure extended for another three-year term. He's been in the role since 2019 and, despite the extension, doesn't know whether he'll see out the full term. Speaking of things Volandis did as the ARL boss, the Roosters are on their way to Vegas and have sprung a surprise by flying new recruit Dom Young across with them. Dom Young, too big, strong, fast, everything you like. Young isn't expected to play after being taken to hospital last week for neck scans after their trial match with Manly. Surfing, and there are five Aussies through to the quarterfinals of the WSL at Sunset Beach. Liam O'Brien and Ryan Callanan will take on each other for a place in the semis, while Jack Robinson will have to overcome Italo Ferreira. On the women's side of the draw, Isabella Nichols will face Betty Lou Sakura Johnson for her spot in the semifinals, and reigning Sunset champion Molly Picklam will have to beat Lakey Peterson if she wants to defend her crown. Here we go, Pickles coming through. Good looking way for the Australian. And it is official. Molly Picklum is your Sunset Beach champion, and she's feeling it right now. Tennis Anthanasi Kokonakis and Max Purcell have both scored opening round victories in Los Cabos. Purcell overcame Italian Matteo Arnaldi to move into the round of 16, and Kokonakis lost the first set against Brit Jack Draper, but won the second and went on with the job. Very happy to be back in Cabo. I made my first final here in 2017, so I knew the match was going to be tough. I played him in Davis Cup finals last year, and I served for the match and lost, so that definitely came into my mind when I was uh, <laughs> when I was serving for it at the end there, but very tough match. Happy with how I I played and uh, yeah, very happy with that win. I'm Poppy Penny and this is ABC Sport Daily, produced by Declan Byrne. Thanks to the WSL and BN Sports for the extra audio used in this episode. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.